0: AHA Classical, the new free game app from the Discovery Orchestra. Developed with our partner, Social Impact Studios, AHA Classical is available online at www.ahaclassical.com or for download on the Apple and Google Play app stores. This interactive game allows players to engage with, learn about, and practice music listening skills using classical music. Content is presented in quests that focus on specific composers and musical works. Accessible by all ages and skill levels, each quest includes quizzes to test your skills, as well as bonus content to be unlocked. New quests will be added to continue the adventure, so try out AHA! Classical today and learn how to listen better. Hi, I'm George mariner Mole, Artistic Director of The Discovery Orchestra, And welcome to Notes from Under the Piano, stories from my life as a musician, conductor, and teacher. It all began when, as a child, I liked to recline under our grand piano as my mother practiced, and the rest, as they say. Today's episode, a visit to the chorus school. In the past, I wrote a blog about visiting the Newark Boys Chorus School in New Jersey. As a former choir boy myself, These visits are always special for me. Although St. Peter's Choir School for Boys in Philadelphia in 1957 was a very different environment in some ways than the Newark Boys Chorus School, there are some commonalities that all choir boys share. I strongly identify with the students at the Newark Boys Chorus School. However, this visit was particularly meaningful for several reasons. First. My friend and colleague, Dr. Brian Harlow, was just completing his first year as the conductor of the Apprentice Chorus, that group of younger boys who, in many cases, are also in their first year at the choir school. These students are in training to become members of the prestigious Concert Chorus, conducted by Donald Morris. Brian is a superb musician and one of the finest organists I know. I had the opportunity to attend one of the Apprentice Chorus performances earlier that school year and can vouch that Brian is doing wonderful work with these young singers. So when Brian scheduled some time for me to do a listening session, I was delighted to accept. A roasting hot room in June without air conditioning (laughs) added an extra dimension to the process. The music I'd selected was the Overture to Handel's Music for the Royal Fireworks. After introductions, we listened to the Overture once straight through, without any explanation. The Overture is about eight minutes in duration, a long listen by 9-, 10-, and 11-year-old standards. It's even a long listen for some adults. From my many years teaching music listening to young students, that initial listen went predictably. Some students tapped the beat. Others conducted along. Some airplayed various instruments. By the end, with the help of the heat, some heads were even down on desks. Then, referring to the listening guide I had provided, which contains numbered musical events, we began to explore various facets of the music. We loudly chanted the double dotted rhythm that permeates the introduction. And because these students are trained performers, I wrote this rhythm in musical notation on the erasable music staff in the front of the room. We were able to discuss how the rhythm is constructed and why it works the way it does. We also looked at Handel's use of silence. Musical rests and how composers use them in the same way we incorporate silence into speech for expressive purposes. They enjoyed being divided into two groups, the musical question group and the musical answer group, counting how many occurrences of this question and answer they found, and noticing things such as Handel's switching out the bassoons and the oboes for the French horns in the answer. They especially liked Handel's dynamic change to suddenly loud, (laughs) After a quiet moment, one student commented that he found that dynamic change jarring each time we listened to it. (laughs) Give Handel some extra credit here. And everyone loved Handel's effective surprise of seeming to end the piece, but instead going immediately to the B section. So many wonderful details to notice. And finally, it was time to listen to the entire eight-minute movement straight through again, for the second time. This time, the students followed the prepared listening guide as I wrote the corresponding numbers on the board. The members of the apprentice course were transfixed. One could have heard a pin drop. And when the overture concluded, they burst into applause, something that had not happened on the first listening. I asked, by a show of hands, how many of you think the music sounded different the second time? Every hand went up, and I asked immediately, why? How was it different? And their enthusiastic answers, my personal favorite, (laughs) it was much shorter this time. And when I asked why that was, another student immediately offered, we noticed more. We understood the music. It was fun. Once again, it was demonstrated that even music students who are being trained to be performers may have much to gain personally from learning to listen to music in this manner, from an aesthetic as opposed to a performance viewpoint. What a joy to share such moments of discovery with them. Notes from Under the Piano is produced by the Discovery Orchestra and Midnight Media Group. Our theme music is Rocky Mountain Samba by Dan Creasy. Lead sponsors are Judy Musicant and Hugh Clark and the Kozluski Family Foundation. Major sponsors are David and Ellen Williams. This episode is also available in video format on the Discovery Orchestra's YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share it with friends. For more information, visit discoveryorchestra.org.